BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, welcome back to Try Not To Care, or if you're new here, welcome to Try Not To Care. I'm Ashley, and I'm so happy that you took a little time out of your day to tune in and listen to today's episode. We are officially entering fall, which is obviously amazing as is, but I want to make this fall another hot girl fall. I did an entire episode last year about hot girl fall if you want to take a listen, but today I want to talk about how to level up and be the best version of you for this fall, but also every season, all the time, for the rest of your life. We're going to talk about things that I believe make you irresistible, attractive, and magnetic as fuck, so you can feel good, look good, and attract anything or anyone you want. These are just a few things, but if you think of any that you want to share with me and you're listening on Spotify, make sure to respond to the Q&A underneath this episode and tell me some things that you believe make someone attractive or magnetic to you. Now, let's get into today's episode. Number one is confidence. Confidence is one of those things that doesn't necessarily have to be real. Like, you don't have to be a super confident person You just need to act like you are because no one besides you knows whether or not that's real. Confidence to me can be something that you feel. You can feel confident. You can feel powerful. You could feel like that bitch. You could be very sure of who you are and believe that you're the most beautiful person in the world. But confidence can also be just how you show up and present yourself to others. Having good posture when you're sitting down. When you're walking, you walk with your head high. When you talk to others, you're not slouching and you hold eye contact. Eye contact is a very difficult thing for a lot of people, myself included sometimes. It's very intimate and can be difficult to process what you're thinking and what you're about to say when you're so focused on someone and they're focused on you, unless you're confident in what you're saying. So even if you're not confident in what you're saying and you have no fucking idea what's going on, but you're holding eye contact, it makes you appear as though you do know what's going on. It also shows that person that you're interested in the conversation and you care about what they're saying, which is also very attractive and we'll get into that, but Confidence is attractive because it's very telling. It shows others that you're sure of who you are and you like who you are. When you walk into a room and you have your head down, you're hiding behind your friends, you're not smiling, you clearly look out of place or uncomfortable, people can see that discomfort. A lot of the time, people connect that body language to you being uncomfortable with yourself. You're afraid of being judged by others, so you feel uneasy about walking into a room full of strangers because when you walk into that room, you know that you're opening yourself up to be judged. Whereas when you walk into a room by yourself with your head held high, not slouching, maybe even a smile on your face, 
that tells people that you're confident. You're not uncomfortable walking into this room full of strangers because you know the worst thing that can happen is someone looks at you and says, oh, I don't like what you're wearing or I don't like you. But the thing is, when you're confident, you don't care because you like what you're wearing and you like who you are. And that security is what's attractive. It's attractive knowing that no matter what you do, what you say, what you wear, how badly you mess up, whatever it is, you're not embarrassed or remorseful for it because you own it. Kind of going off of that, leading and not following is super attractive. And I think that's something that comes along with being confident. Whenever I'd go out with my friends, I was that person following behind and kind of pushing my friends ahead of me to walk into the bar first or walk into the party first because I felt uncomfortable being the first person walking through the door because that first person kind of is the target for people to look at and judge and roll their eyes at. But being that first person that walks in kind of sets the tone and shows everyone around you that you're not afraid of that judgment. Also, being the energy instead of adapting to it, walking into a room and not minimizing who you are just because of what the vibe is. If the bar is dead and everyone's just sitting but you want to dance, put on music and dance. Who cares if no one else is dancing? You being that person that puts music on and is like, let's get fucked up and have a good time is going to inspire other and encourage other people that also want to dance to get up and have a good time. When I used to go out a lot with my friends, I would text all of them beforehand and be like, what are you wearing? What should I wear? What's the vibe? And I would plan my whole outfit around what they said. So if they said it's very low key, I wouldn't wear that extra outfit that I've been dying to wear. I would put on sweatpants and I wouldn't feel as pretty or as confident as I would have if I was wearing the outfit I actually wanted to wear. But that's where confidence comes in. If you want to wear an outfit, wear the outfit. Who cares if everyone else is wearing sweatpants? Who cares if you're too dressed up? Who cares if it's super cold out and you're wearing a small little dress? What's important is that you feel good. When you feel your best, you look your best. And showing up and not conforming shows everyone around you that you are a leader and that your opinion is the most important to you. You're not dressing to follow the weather. You're not dressing to follow what others are doing. You're dressing for you. You're dressing to look good. There's been so many times where I've gone out and you know, what I'm wearing is cute, but I played it really safe because I was afraid of stepping out of my comfort zone and I didn't wear what I actually wanted to wear. And then I see someone out wearing something that's a little more out there than what everyone else is wearing, but they look so good. And I think because they're wearing something that takes a little more courage to wear, it draws me into them. It makes my head start spinning and thinking all these things, mostly about how much confidence it takes to be able to put yourself out there and do what they're doing. And the thing is, we as humans gravitate towards either people that are like us or people that we want to be like. That's why so many people in relationships look so much alike. That's why people obsess over celebrities because they want what the celebrities have. So when you do things that the majority of people aren't really doing or are afraid to do and you put your ideas out there, you step out of your comfort zone, you show up as your best self, people gravitate towards you because they want to be like that too. The last thing that I'm going to talk about with confidence is being intentional with your words, actually thinking about what you want to say before you say it. 
because when you take time to actually process your thoughts, you have a better chance at vocalizing how you actually feel and what you really mean so there's no confusion in what you're saying or what you want. Taking the time to think before you speak ensures that what you're saying holds value and it helps you come across as if you know what you're talking about even if you don't, which makes people think you're confident. People are going to take you much more seriously and not question what you're saying or question what you're doing when you speak with confidence rather than being insecure or unsure about what you're saying or using a lot of filler words as um or like. We use filler words to try and process what we're thinking. It gives us a second to load up what we're about to say. But if you just take a second to think before you even let words come out, you won't need to use those filler words. And I'm so guilty of using filler words, especially on TikTok, especially talking to my friends. But if I'm in a situation where I'm trying to get a very specific message out there or I'm in a meeting and I want to be taken more seriously or I want to come across in a certain way, I'll be very intentional about what I'm saying and how I'm saying it because I know how I'm showing up is going to reflect who I am and how I'm perceived by the person I'm talking to. Kind of going off of keeping eye contact with someone, being present is also super important. It goes hand in hand with eye contact and in my opinion, makes someone much more attractive and makes me want to spend more time with them. One of the things that has made me gravitate towards past relationships or friendships is when I've met that person and we've spoken, they gave me their full undivided attention. They made me feel important. They made me feel as if they were actually interested in me. And that really stood out to me because in other conversations I was having, I didn't get the same attention. A lot of the time when you speak to people, the other person or the other people are doing other things while also entertaining the conversation with you, whether that's being on the phone, looking around the room, sorting through their purse, sorting through papers, and their attention isn't just on you. So when you do talk to someone and they're giving you eye contact, their focus isn't somewhere else. It's very refreshing and it makes you feel a way that you don't normally feel when you're around other people. Also, when you have meaningful conversations with people, those conversations stick with them. Sitting and actively listening, making that person feel heard, understood, and actually adding something to the conversation. You know, you would think that would be the bare minimum when having conversations with people. You would do all those things, but... There's a lot of shit going on in our environment. There's a lot of shit going on in our minds and a lot of people don't have the attention span or the energy to give that to someone. So they settle with small talk or they settle with very surface level conversations while also giving that person a small amount of their attention. When I have a conversation with someone and they make the effort to actually listen to me or they give me the same energy back, whether that's them listening to me talk about something I'm struggling with and they give me advice or they relate to me in some way or if I'm talking about something I'm really excited about and they encourage me or they add to what I'm saying. Those types of conversations are the ones that leave me wanting more. I either want to continue talking to that person or I leave that person and I continue thinking about them. Your conversations and your time with people should leave them wanting more. You don't want someone walking away and being like, that was a terrible conversation. That person made me feel awful. That person added nothing to my experience. 
You want people to be drawn to you, but they won't be if you don't give them something positive to be drawn to. Moving on, number three is keeping your cards close to your chest. And I know this might sound confusing because with being present, I was saying to be open in conversations and keeping your cards close to your chest sounds like you should withhold information and be closed off. When I say keep your cards close to your chest, I don't mean be closed off and not share any information with anyone and you shouldn't be vulnerable. You should be open, but you shouldn't be open with everyone. You should be very picky about who has access to you. You should be selective about who's in your inner circle and who you surround yourself with. I'm not saying run around and be a bitch to everyone, but your time and your energy is sacred and not just anyone should have access to that. If you're doing well and you're booked and busy, you have shit to do, you have your priorities straight, you're happy and unbothered, There's no reason for you to be giving your time to a hater or your ex-boyfriend or an ex-friend or some douchebag trying to make a pass at you at the bar. If you see someone do something that you don't like or you hear someone say something that you don't like, make it known that you're not interested in that by removing yourself from the conversation or removing that person from your life. When you're around people who don't align with you or don't make you feel good, don't feel the need to share information with them. Don't feel like you have to talk to fill the silence. If you don't have anything to share with them, don't. People should have to earn the ability to learn about you and be able to call you a friend or even be able to call you an acquaintance. Not only does keeping your cards close to your chest make you feel good because you're not wasting your energy on people who don't deserve it, but it shows other people that you're not interested in anyone or anything that doesn't benefit you. It shows people that you're no bullshit kind of person that if someone tries to pull a fast one by you, you're not entertaining it. You're just cutting them off. You're not allowing people to disrespect you. You're not going with the conversation and laughing at shitty jokes to make it less awkward or make that person feel more comfortable. You're not allowing people to walk all over you. You're not allowing people to get to know you or be a part of your life if they haven't proved to you that they deserve a spot in your life. I actually talked about this in a YouTube video I filmed. um, I don't know if it'll be out by the time that this is out, but I saw a podcast clip of this girl say that when you like yourself and you're secure in yourself, People that want to be in your life are no longer competing against other guys or other friends. They're competing against you. If you want to be my partner, if you want to be my friend, if you want to be in my life at any capacity, you either have to treat me the way I'm already treating myself or treat me better because if you don't, I'm not entertaining it. If you don't respect me, if you can't give me the things that I need, then you don't get a spot in my life because I can give myself the things that I need. So I don't need you. The reason why I think this is attractive is one, it shows people that you know your worth and you won't settle. But two, it makes people work for a spot in your life. Anytime someone has to work for something and put effort into it, instead of just being handed it, it makes them want it more. It's more valuable to them because they have something or they're a part of something that you can't just have or be unless you earn it. And when it comes to being a part of your life in a selfish way, it reminds them that they're deserving of it. They're your friend or your partner because they're a good person. 
they're kind, they're respectful. Because if they weren't all those things, they wouldn't have you. And although that's kind of selfish in a way, that does come with being a magnet. Like attracts like. People are going to be attracted to how they want to feel. So if they want to feel good, if they want to feel validated, if they want to be appreciated, they're going to be magnetized to you because you're radiating all of those things. So people wanting to be around you because you make them feel good isn't necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't mean that their desire to be in your life means any less. It doesn't mean that they're only wanting to be your friend or partner because of how you make them feel. It just means they see something in you or you're radiating something that they want and don't find that in other people. Number four, stick to your word. I think it's so unattractive and disappointing to see someone say something and then go and do the total opposite. I'm a firm believer in action speak louder than words. So if someone's telling me one thing and then going off and doing something entirely different, their words mean absolutely nothing to me. I no longer believe what they say because their words hold no value. I think trust is a very important thing. We as humans don't want to feel threatened. And when we feel like we can't trust someone, that is a direct threat to us. You don't want to be friends with someone who says they don't like someone and then the next day they go and hang out with them because now in your head, you're wondering, are they doing the same thing to me? Are they talking behind my back? You don't want to date someone who tells you, you're the only one for me, I love you so much and then goes and sleeps with five other people because now in your head, you're wondering, did they mean anything they said to me? Do I matter to them at all? I think it's a million times better to be honest than to lie and just say things just to say it to make someone happy in the moment. Saying how you feel no matter the circumstance or no matter the backlash that you'll get is a commendable thing to do. A lot of people bite their tongue or say things they don't mean to make others feel more comfortable but what ends up happening when you do that is eventually how you actually feel is going to come out and the people you were around when you said the things you said are going to call you out for things not lining up and your words going against each other. But if you always say how you feel, obviously in an appropriate manner, like don't go around just insulting people because that's how you feel. But if you're always honest with people in your life and are open with how you feel, people are going to trust you and feel safe around you and want to be around you. I haven't really talked about anything regarding physical appearance in this episode because I think that attractiveness goes so much deeper than looks, but I do think an important part of attracting others and being irresistible is taking care of yourself, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally. So this is going to be the last one I'm going to share with you today. If you like today's episode, let me know and we can do a part two, but... If you want to be attractive, if you want others to like you or be obsessed with you, you need to take care of yourself. I like to think of this as you're looking to buy a new house and you're looking at all these houses on the market and you come across this really rundown dump of a house. The yard hasn't been kept up with, there's things rotting in the attic. The windows are all smashed in. The floors are all messed up. The house is infested with mold. 
but the asking price for the house is way higher than it's worth. Could all those things be sorted out and fixed? Absolutely. But those things should be fixed before the seller expects anyone to pay that amount of money for the house. Why would someone expect someone to pay an outrageous amount of money to live in a house that hasn't been kept up with, that has a lot of baggage, and that needs to be worked on? I'm not saying that you as a person shouldn't have flaws and that if you do have flaws, no one's going to love you or want you. But if you're only showcasing those flaws and have nothing to show for how great you are, especially as a first impression, most people are not going to take the time to get to know the good parts because all they see are the parts they don't like. I know that looks are not everything, but first impressions are. When you don't know someone, you don't know their personality. You don't know their values. You don't know what they have to offer. You know nothing about them. All you can really go off of is if you're attracted to them or if how they look makes you feel good or safe or if they look like someone you're interested in getting to know. Let's say that you're going for a job interview and you're trying to get your employer to have an interest in you and like you and choose you for the job. You're not going to go to the interview in dirty sweatpants with wet hair and flip-flops on. That might be okay to go run errands in, but you want to dress the way you want others to perceive you. If you want to be taken more seriously, if you want someone to look at you as a businesswoman, you need to dress the part at least at first until they get to know you and know that you being a businesswoman has nothing to do with your appearance and that it's actually just who you are no matter how you look. But you can't get to that point without establishing yourself as that person first. Like when I first started dating my boyfriend, of course I put more effort into what I wore, my makeup, my hair, I shaved my whole body, I lathered on lotion and perfume because I wanted him to think I was the hottest bitch he's ever laid his eyes on. I wanted him to think I always smelled so good and I always had my shit together. And I think six months into dating, if not sooner, he realized He had been bamboozled. He had been scammed because I stopped doing all of that all the time because I didn't feel like I had to put on a show anymore because I already had him. He saw what he liked. It drew him in enough to actually get to know me and he stayed with me not because I smelled super good and I'm so hot and all these amazing things, which I am, but because he likes who I am as a person, even when I don't shower and my legs are maybe even hairier than his and I look like I just rolled out of a dumpster. I'm not saying that you have to give yourself a whole new makeover or that you're not enough as you are, but if you're going somewhere with the intention to draw people in, maybe you're going to see a crush, maybe you're going to an interview. Just make sure you're put together. Make sure you're taking care of yourself physically. Make sure you don't smell. Make sure you brush your teeth. Maybe brush your hair. Put on clothes that don't have stains on them. One simple thing that I like to do when getting dressed is the sandwich method, which is you match your shirt or your accessories like your purse or your sunglasses or your hat to your shoes. And it ties your whole outfit together and it looks like you actually tried when you're really just matching colors. But the reason that I also say that taking care of your mental and emotional health is attractive is because 
It shows others that you're emotionally intelligent. You know how to manage and regulate your emotions. You're self-aware of your feelings and how those affect others. And you don't allow your own struggles to get in the way of your everyday activities or in the way of your connections. Everyone is dealing with their own shit. So I don't think it's an excuse to not do the things that you need to do, like go to work, show up for your family, show up for your friends, get the things that you need to get done, done just because things are hard. Obviously, you need to have grace with yourself and be patient with yourself. I'm not saying to rush how you process your emotions or push your feelings aside and just go, go, go. But that's why I say take care of your mental and emotional health. You need to nurture how you feel, figure out how you feel and work through it. So that way you could show up in your everyday life for not only yourself, but also all the people that you care about. I know for me, when I don't take the time to manage my emotions and really sit with how I'm feeling and work through those emotions, I can be very impulsive, hot-headed, spiteful. I speak without thinking. My communication lacks a lot. My judgment is questionable. And I ultimately end up saying things or doing things that I don't necessarily mean. It's just how I feel in the moment, which is really dangerous. Just because I feel that way right now doesn't mean I'm going to feel that way in an hour when I actually think things through. More times than not, I don't feel that way anymore because I finally have clarity. Kind of like how I was saying about trust and how humans don't want to feel threatened. When you don't sort through your emotions and you aren't mentally well, you make really poor decisions and those decisions affect those around you. No one wants to be around someone who could potentially put them in danger, whether that's physically, mentally, or emotionally. For example, whenever my ex was doing really bad mentally and he wasn't taking care of himself, I knew that if I was around him, I would feel the repercussions of his neglect to himself. I knew that I was going to be yelled at. I knew I was going to be blamed. I knew I was going to be the one crying, even though I didn't do anything. And obviously, if I knew in the beginning of that relationship that he was going to treat me that way, I would have lost interest right then and there and not stuck around. But I'm using him as an example of how sometimes people act when they're not taking care of themselves, especially not taking care of their mental or emotional health. The way that he behaved was more on the extreme level, but when you don't take care of your mental or emotional health, it will affect your behavior. You'll see this a lot in people who overly criticize others, talk shit about people, make fun of people, they could be super negative, and honestly just not the most fun to be around because all they bring is bad energy. No one wants to be around that. No one's going to want to hang out with you or be involved with you if they know that's how you typically are. Because again, people want to feel good. People are attracted to how they want to feel, how they want to be. If they want to feel good or they want to be a better person, they're not going to hang around someone who reminds them of who they used to be or around someone who makes them feel like ass. As I said at the beginning of this episode, these are my opinions. These are things that I believe make you attractive and magnetic. I think the biggest thing to me isn't what you look like, but how you carry yourself, how you treat yourself, 
and how you treat others. People are much more trusting and gravitate towards someone who has done a sufficient amount of work on themselves and through doing the work is secure in who they are and likes who they are and because of that they're able to be good to others too and show up for the people that matter to them. I feel like I've said this so many times but the main reason people will be drawn to you and why you will be so irresistible is because You are a real-life example of who they want to be or what they want to see more of in their life. If I'm so set on finding friends who will sit down and really listen to me, listen to my problems, be sensitive to my mental health, who like the same things as I do, who like thrifting and want to get coffee, and then I'm scrolling on TikTok and I come across this person whose whole profile is thrifting and trying coffee, and they also post about mental health, I'm going to be drawn to them. I'm going to want to reach out to them. I'm going to want to be friends with them because they are exuding what I'm looking for. And because of that, I can't help but reach out to them. I think the best way for you to become attractive, irresistible, magnetic, is to sit down and really think about what you want what your perfect friend or perfect partner looks like and acts like, and then you show up as that person. Maybe they're compassionate, funny, they're giving, they're creative, whatever it is. Figure out what those traits are. Think about how they would show up in public and then work to become those things or at least try to incorporate them into your life. If you want to attract people, You need to think, would I be attracted to who I am right now? If I were to see me on the street, if I were to act the way that I always do, would I want to be around me? That's where I'm going to end today's episode. If you did like today's episode, make sure you give Try Not To Care a five-star review. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to answer the Q&A and let me know some things you find attractive. My socials and the sponsor of today's episode is in the show notes. As always, thank you so much for listening. I love you besties and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye besties.